No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schapp. Alex Spire's been covering the Boston Red Sox, the organization from top to bottom, for more than a decade. He's been at the Boston Globe for the last four years, and his new book is Homegrown, How the Red Sox Built a Champion from the Ground Up, in particular about the 2018 season, which resulted in the Red Sox fourth World Series championship since 2004. Alex Spire joins us now. Alex, thanks for being with us. It's a delight. Thank you very much, Jeremy. What has it been like for you watching these players, these homegrown players, as you call them, rise up through the Red Sox system to the point at which last year they won the World Series with a team you could call the greatest Red Sox team of all time? It was pretty fascinating. My my coverage of them has been kind of from their from the beginning of their entry into the professional ranks, and so getting to know these guys who are you know whether they're coming out of high school or whether they are uh, coming over to the states from Aruba in the case of, of Xander Bogarts uh, or the Dominican in the case of, uh, of Rafael Devers, and um, seeing them kind of grow as as people, it it makes sense. There's this kind of there was this kind of interesting narrative arc uh, that uh, that existed with them and. It wasn't always just kind of a, a singular direction that that arc took. Uh, it required them. It required this kind of building tension, and, and the, they had to confront failure in dramatic fashion. Um, that was that was pretty poignant at different times. So uh, last year was was really fascinating because I had this long-standing belief um, that they were very talented. But uh, you also have to be mindful that it's easy to overestimate prospects uh, until they've actually performed. Um, and so you saw the pieces coming together over time, but uh, for it to come together as it did last year was, was pretty remarkable given their individual and collective backstories. But then again, it's also been kind of interesting to watch it uh, take a turn in a different direction for the Red Sox in 2019. We're speaking with Alex Spire about his new book about the Red Sox, Homegrown, How the Red Sox Built a Champion from the Ground Up. And as I said, you've been covering this team uh, from its grassroots all the way to the major league level for more than a decade. If you had to pinpoint a couple of decisions that over the course of the last decade uh, bore the most fruit with that championship last year and those 108 regular season victories, what would they be? I think the starting point has to be the 2011 draft and really the, the way that the Red Sox approached the Major League Baseball draft before the 2012 collective bargaining agreement uh, was instituted and wiped out the ability of teams to spend like crazy as much as they wanted to on amateur talent. Um, the Red Sox were incredibly, I, I think, pretty insightful, pretty forward-thinking, uh, starting under Theo Epstein about recognizing that there was no such thing as too much investment in amateur talent because of the potential return on the dollar that it could that it could net them. And so in 2011, the Red Sox loaded up on picks at a time when that was possible, uh, and they, they scouted incredibly heavily, recognizing that maybe if they were to, oh, quote-unquote, overpay some guys a little bit later in the draft, they would have a chance to accumulate talent that might not exist again. The result of that draft was, uh, was a, a kind of extraordinary haul. In the first round, they got Matt Barnes, who was, a critical relief, uh, you know, relief contributor to last year's championship, Jackie Bradley Jr., the 2018 ALCS MVP. Uh, they also had a couple of other 
Uh, solid picks who ended up being big leaguers and Henry Owens and Blake Swihart, who ultimately proved disappointing. They had some bad picks. A guy who ended up being arrested in the seventh round after they had paid him $750,000 named Cody Kuka. Uh, but then they also had the uh, a couple of extraordinary finds, most notably Mookie Betts in the fifth round at that time. And it was it was a contentious negotiation process, or at least a difficult negotiation process, uh, that almost resulted in Betts going to college. But at the 11th hour, or more precisely, 11.30 p.m. <laughs> on the signing deadline day, uh, Mookie Betts agreed to sign with the Red Sox. And this little five foot nine, 150-pound kid who they thought had a chance to be more than what most of the scouting community thought he could be uh, ended up being more than the Red Sox thought he could be. Yeah, remarkable, uh, the player that Mookie Betts has become. And, and, you know, you also point out in the book that, you know, you need – the breaks to go your way. You need things to develop in a way that no one can necessarily foresee. Uh, and you talk about how things might have gone uh, another direction. Um, there was a near tragedy uh, for some of these players when they were in the minor leagues in, on a road trip. And I think back to, you know, uh, it's even more remarkable what the Red Sox have done, considering that one of the prize, one of the most prized um Young players in their system, Ryan Westmoreland, uh, suffered, uh, tragic, um, brain aneurysm. Uh, it's more complicated than that. And, and his career came to an end very suddenly. How, how does, how does randomness play into this? So heavily. It's, uh, and poignantly, uh, there, are, Brian Westmoreland was, you know, was the, described by many people as the most talented young player, uh, the most talented teenager from the states they had ever seen. Um, at least in the Red Sox organization, over a span of decades. And you're absolutely right. Uh, there are these kinds of incredibly unpredictable elements that are, you know, that, that account for not just not just baseball development, but also life, uh, and that it, that impacts ultimately what a you know what what a team is building towards and who they're going to be be able to build forward with. Um, there was, you know, there there were these near, there was this near bus accident that occurred uh, back in uh, back in 2014 that would have, you know, that would have uh, significantly, that could have significantly altered the careers uh, or lives of a number of people who were involved. There are uh, there are off-field matters such as depression and anxiety that exist and that affect whether or not a player is going to be able to fulfill their projection. There are uh, doubts that, you know, that are normal with anyone in, in any profession that suddenly take talent and, uh, and cause it to erode and prevent players from, uh, from realizing what, what their natural abilities perhaps might suggest. Um, so there, there are any number of factors. There has to be an incredible amount of luck in terms of forecasting, uh, in terms of forecasting personality types. After all, you're taking, you're, you're spending you know, sometimes millions of dollars, sometimes tens of millions of dollars in the case of someone like Yohan Mankata in making a bet on that a guy who shows you an impressive personality as an 18-year-old is going to remain a, a driven, focused professional as a 23-year-old. I don't know about you, Jeremy. I changed a lot <laughs> between those <laughs> ages. I don't know if I would have made uh, too many successful bets on my future personality uh, at the age of 18, but um, there's there are so many uncontrollable elements that have to go into the building of a farm system, which is part of the reason why, you know, kind of getting numbers is really important. You have to be able to have this depth of prospects in order to be able to withstand uh, attrition that exists in any number of fashions. 
to a prospect core. We're speaking with Alex Spire about his new book, Homegrown, How the Red Sox Built a Champion from the Ground Up, about the team that constituted that remarkable uh, that remarkable club that won the World Series last fall after winning 108 games in the regular season. And, and this was a team, uh, you know, playing for a new manager. Uh, there was tension, which you document in the book in 2017, uh, to put it mildly, between Dave Dombrowski, who runs the club, uh, and, and John Farrell, who was the manager at the time. What, what, bringing in Cora, how did that change things? Well, I think that culture is, is critical to, you know, to performance. And that's the case in just about any operating business environment. Um, when you have, you know, in, inside of a, a baseball clubhouse is such an insular bubble in many ways that uh, if you have a false note, it tends to echo throughout that, you know, just kind of bouncing off of the walls of that bubble that isn't really too porous. It, it traps in a lot of, uh, a lot of negative, uh, a lot of negative energy. When you have tension between, your two organizational leaders inside of that bubble, it tends to create uh, it tends to create these ripples that make it really hard for anyone to relax. So, you know, the, the decision was made to fire John Farrell, which on its surface is kind of extraordinary. This was someone who had won three division titles in the American League East in a five year span and had won a World Series. He was coming off a division title, but it, it was very evident that the tension that existed between Farrell and Dabrowski was not going to be it uh, was not something that, that the group could thrive with. Um, and so bringing in Alex Cora was significant, both because he had he, he demonstrates remarkable social intelligence, the ability to connect with a number of people in a number of different ways uh, to create an environment that, that kind of got rid of a lot of that tension. Um, and importantly, he also was able to kind of modernize the thinking of the Red Sox, especially at the field level. Um, he is someone who came from the Houston Astros organization that had moved forward, moved the game forward in many ways in terms of what it was doing in terms of uh, the application of analytics on the field uh, in terms of, you know, in terms of batters, offensive approaches and defensive positioning, uh, among other among other elements. And so that ability to help modernize the paths of uh, the paths of what the Red Sox were doing, the young Red Sox players was also critical to unlocking another level of performance above the one that they had exhibited to that point. Well, it's a fascinating look at how you build a championship team from uh, the draft with homegrown talent, uh, with uh, bold decision-making. And nobody could tell this story better than Alex Spire, who covers the Boston Red Sox for the Boston Globe. His new book is Homegrown, How the Red Sox Built a Champion from the Ground Up. Alex, thanks so much and congrats on the book. Thanks so much, Jeremy. A pleasure to join you. I'm Jeremy Schapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.